No. What's your least favorite scary movie? Candy cane. Welcome to What's Your Least Favorite Scary Movie, the podcast where we talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and the absurd in all of our favorite and least favorite scary movies. Because we believe every horror movie rightfully has its fan base. Even if we don't always get it. My name is Travis. My name is Jesse. And we're going back to 2001, uh, whether or not you like it. But I think you guys will like this one because it's Joyride. Yeah, Joyride. Oh, baby. We've been wanting to talk about this one for a long time now. Yes. And if you are a longtime listener or if you've made your way through our back catalog, Godspeed, you. Godspeed. And then you'll remember that we did briefly cover this. Um, by briefly, I mean about four or five hours long covering this on a seventh circle of film. So if you had listened to that... Then some of this might sound familiar, but um, I think maybe some of our takes on the movie will be a little bit different now. I think so. Yeah, it's been a few years. Yeah. I've got a couple quick announcements. One is that if you're a budget tier patron, then our November bonus episode came out just in time for Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and that was a commentary track to Blood Rage. Yeah. Woo-hoo. That was a lot of fun to do. It was, it was a really good time. Um, we also recently guested over on the Decision Reel talking about 2023's Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Very long-awaited movie by Eli Roth. And we're over on TV Trivia Pod this week talking about Austin Powers and Goldmember. Yeah, and, you know, that's not a horror movie, but it's a lot of fun. We had a good time on it. Yeah. So, you know, go check that out, too, if you want to hear us do some trivia. Yeah, yeah. So if you haven't heard enough of our voices this week, <laughs> yeah. go enjoy. Yeah, I feel like there's been a lot of us out there <laughs> this uh, this time uh the month but uh we're here for joyride today speaking of voices our neighbors are doing something that is just bugging the crap out of talia we've already spent 30 minutes um trying to stop and start and get the barks out of the way but it just isn't working so we might have to roll with it yeah yeah you might hear some talia barking (laughs) and if my voice sounds like it's going in and out it's because travis definitely didn't have a cold earlier this week that he definitely didn't pass on to me i didn't I may or may not have. It's inconclusive. We don't know for sure. <laughs> and finally, blame it on the tryptophan, but we forgot to post a poll this week. Yeah, that was on us. It was also the holiday weekend kind of fucked with me. I, it, that I didn't turkey, feel like a Friday. That turkey got to you. It did. Um, but instead of reading poll results, we got a really lovely review on Apple Podcasts, and we wanted to go ahead and share that because it was it made us smile, it made us happy, and we wanted to go ahead and read it out loud. Yeah. This is by Mr. Meeseeks. Look at me. <laughs> I downloaded podcasts so I could leave this review. Jesse and Travis are great and make fun, informative movie reviews and summaries. Even if I haven't seen the movie, I'll listen because they always sound like they're having so much fun. Their little constant bits throughout their episodes make for great callbacks and just overall, it's entertaining. Honestly, I'm not a huge horror fan, but a lot of things I'm too freaked out to watch, I can listen to Jesse and Trav discuss instead and maybe revisit after, like Barbarian. The subject matter of horror can sometimes get dark, but they never do, and handle sensitive subject material responsibly and respectfully. You really get the sense they enjoy what they set out to do apart from we wanted to make a podcast, and it always feels genuine. I'd listen to them talk about anything. No, That was really, really sweet. <laughs> we really appreciate hearing those kind words like that. That uh, that means a lot to us, and it it's also really nice knowing that that's the takeaway from Mm -hmm. the show right there because that's what we really like um there's a lot of subject matter that gets tackled in horror movies and it's really hard to find a line between we're talking about fiction we're talking about horror movies and we're trying to make a comedy podcast 
versus understanding that um, oftentimes horror comes from a very real place. And we we do try and find that like respectful edge of yeah. things. And it, it feels nice to hear that we're achieving that. Um, and it also just feels nice that you guys want to listen to us even if you don't like the movie. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that right there especially, that got me. That was really well thought out. Listen, if we can ever make this a full-time gig, we've got two other podcasts planned. Oh, yeah. Just so you know. We really do. Yeah. I, uh, maybe. <laughs> Both reality TV related. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe sometime down the road. We, who knows? Who knows, maybe. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. So are we ready to talk about Joyride? I believe we are. All right. Let's do it. All right. Joyride premiered at the Toronto International Film Festival on September 9th, 2001, with a U.S. release on October 5th of the same year. We watched it on our DVD, and y'all, I know we talk about our DVD multi-packs that we find at Walmart Mm -hmm. all the time, but this one is amazing. This is the fucking top tier. This is the gold standard of DVD three-packs right here. It's got the whole trilogy. uh Uh-huh. It's got so many bonus features. It's... Like, I have boutique releases that have less shit on them than this does. It's insane. And it's got a fun menu. Yes, fun menus. Oh, my God. Uh, It's like a a sign, um, like an interstate sign, highway mm -hmm. sign showing, you know, like, it's like, oh, the city is 20 miles away. This one's 35. Yeah. It's that, except it's like all of the DVD options. And all of the other options, whenever you click into them, it's a different menu, different Mm -hmm. setting. You know, Mm -hmm. you got like different locations from the movie. It's really cool. I like it a lot. Yeah. When we were about to put it on last night, we decided we'd go ahead and feed the pets beforehand. And he was like, well, I'm going to put it on the scene selection because it's rain and it's nice white noise. (laughs) It was, man. And it had the nice little music going Mm -hmm. on. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. And yeah, it has just a shit ton of endings and... We'll talk yeah. about those. Yeah, um, four alternate endings. Four. One of them, like, a completely different half of the movie. Yep, it was like 30-some minutes of yeah. extra movie. It was kind of insane. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll talk about some of this. Um, If you're not lucky or cool enough like us to have this DVD pack, you can currently, as of November 24th, stream it on YouTube TV Plex or YouTube TV Premium. You can also rent it from Google Play, Vudu, or Prime. Okay. Joyride was written by Clay Tarver and J.J. Abrams. Yes, that J.J. Abrams. J.J. Directed by John Dahl. Music by da 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 Marco Beltrami. Marco Beltrami, uh, who Jesse informed me was the guy that did the Scream mm-hmm. uh, series. The whole series or maybe <laughs> just the first one? No, I'm, I'm pretty sure he came back. I don't know if he did five and six, but he did one through four. Okay, cool. Um, special effects makeup, Kelly M. Beatty. Starring Lexington own Steve Zahn yeah. as Fuller, Paul Walker, may he rest in peace, as Lewis, Lily Sobieski as Venna, Matthew S- Matthew Kimbra as Rusty Nail the Person, and Ted Levine as Rusty Nail the Voice. <laughs> Rusty Nail the Person. <laughs> <laughs> and Rusty Nail the Voice. It's like two separate characters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Steve, uh, Steve Zahn, he's a Lexington native. I'm mm-hmm. super excited to finally have him on the podcast. Yeah. Um, not like actually here, although I guess if we ever I wanted wish. him to, we could always invite him to come over to yeah. our house. <laughs> I mean, potentially within like a 30 mile radius. Yeah. I don't know how that, <laughs> I don't know how well that would go, but, uh, <laughs> I do know people around here that have spotted him just sort of various places. He was at places. Scarefest. He was at Scarefest. Just yeah. chilling. Like not as a guest, but like as an attendee. Yeah. Shit, man. I can't believe we missed him that yeah. day because we were there. Uh, motherfucker. Okay. <sighs> it's okay. Travis. Yes. It's time for our favorite game. All right. Budget or, or Bugtown. Wow. Sorry. Came in a little bit late there. <laughs> All right. What do you think? 
Well, I think with all of the bonus footage that we got from this movie, they had a lot of money to spend on this, so I'm going to go budget. That is correct. Okay. There's a lot of explosions. There are multiple explosions. J.J. Abrams is a producer. We got Paul Walker. Uh, when did the first Fast and Furious come out? I think this year. So... Maybe the next year. Maybe the year before that. I don't know. It's around this time. Yeah, so this is kind of his big time. Yeah, post-Taming um, the T-Rex, where that was his breakout <laughs> role right there. <laughs> so $23 million budget. In opening weekend, box office of seven point three million and a worldwide gross of thirty six point six million. Damn, dude, this didn't make as much as I would have hoped. I know, but it is sitting at a six point four, or is it a four or six? Six point six out of ten Ooh, on IMDb. Do a little bit better. Okay, so we have actually surprisingly covered a lot of two thousand one movies already. So some of the big heavy hitters of this year include Thirteen and End Ghosts. Jason X and Valentine, all of which we've already covered on the podcast. And I wanted to try and pull in some different movies. I didn't really have a theme with it, but I wanted to kind of give even larger context as I was seeing some of those familiar names. Okay, cool. First movie. I think the connection here is pretty obvious. Route 666. Uh, yeah. Boy, I don't think, <laughs> I, I don't know if I've ever heard of that. Um, I've briefly heard of it. It has, um, oh shit had a name i recognized in it um oh lou diamond phillips lou diamond phillips mm -hmm. who's that um an actor <laughs> thank you <laughs> i appreciate that <laughs> it released october 30th 2001 i couldn't find any uh, budget or gross information whoa but i do have an imdb score and it's a 4.4 whoa we need to watch this i wonder if this is like the knockoff of uh you know how they do like the uh same year mm. like where they make the movie at the same time once the script <laughs> uh, script leaks yeah, I don't know if it's like that. Um, it said something about like an ex-con is like on the highway or something. Fuller. Um, <laughs> I don't Who know, knows? maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Next movie. I think you'll be excited about this one. Uh-huh. Tremors 3. Oh, baby. Return yeah. to perfection. I, I am falling in love with that series right he there really is. we still haven't so happy we haven't finished them yet we actually we're getting to like after they we, we're getting finished, to streaming releases yeah we we finished our dvd multi-pack mm -hmm. again uh the attack pack as they call yeah. it but uh yeah no that's really that one let's see how does that one go again i can't remember that one's not the one where they go back in time is it no no, no that's the next one this is the one that focuses, it's the first one where Burt Gummer is the main focus. That's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I remember. Good movie. Um, That released October 2nd, 2001. It went straight to video. So I've got a budget of $6 million, but I don't have gross information. That's not bad. Um, IMDb score 5.3 out of 10. Hey, not too bad. Which is all I can ask for with this franchise. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, a, yeah. it's a love it or leave it kind of franchise. It's solidly right there. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> And this next one you haven't seen. Ooh. And I want you to see it. I want you to see this and the one before it. Okay. What the is Mummy it? Returns. Oh, God damn it, man. <coughs> Wait, The Mummy. Is this the one with... Does it have The Rock in it? Um, This one does. Okay. I I think this is the one with The Rock in it because they try and like bring in the Scorpion King. But this is the one um with Emotep returning and... Ooh. Yeah. And The Rock giving his eyebrow like... Ooh. <laughs> anyway. It released... May 4th, 2001. This budget is going to make you shit your pants. 100 million. 
98 million. Holy shit. <laughs> damn. I was highballing it there. <laughs> God damn, dude. Worldwide gross of 443 million. Okay, well, they made it back. IMDb score of 6.4 out of 10. Wow, so people like it. Yes, Travis. You like I it? keep trying to tell you that. Is this the series that also has Brendan Fraser in it? Also, yes, as in the starring role, yes. Okay, yeah. Well, dude, I don't I haven't seen it. How am I supposed to know? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> wow. Okay. So I, there's a lot of, uh, there's some 2001 shit I need to get into. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. All right. Taglines. Taglines. The one on the poster. It started as a joke. Now the joke is on them. I like that. It, I mean, yeah. It's very fitting it right there. Sense. Yeah. Yeah. This is from the UK release poster. So don't screw with people you don't know. <laughs> yeah with the accent mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> don't screw with people you don't know that's that's just good word of advice yeah, right there that's just yeah it was just a joke just for fun yeah, same thing yeah it's the first one uh tara comes in all shapes and all sizes dot 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 uh what <laughs> like the shape of a candy cane um i don't know Are they he is kinda... a big he's a big man yeah uh, i don't know okay okay how much fun can you have when the joke is on you? No. Oh. I kind of like that. That's pretty good. Yeah. A lot of it's very joke centered. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I yeah. mean, that's a whole motivation. I get <laughs> it. But like also like maybe something about a big truck. If this truck's a rocking, <laughs> rusty rail, rusty nails. Came a knocking. He, he knock. <laughs> he is the one who knocks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is going breaking bad now. <laughs> This fall, everything you say will come back to haunt you. Everything you see will terrify you. And everything you hear will drive you over the edge. Okay, there we go. We that's get a what, little bit yeah, of truck. that's what you were wanting. There we go. That's that's the one right there. Don't play with strangers. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Again, just solid advice. Uh, rusty Nails give you tetanus. Get your tetanus shot. Also that. Yeah. I hope Fuller had his tetanus shot. They, they all need one after this. Yeah. They had a very bad run in with the rusty nail. No, a tetanus shot is good for um, like 10 years. Okay, well, then they probably. Maybe they got. I don't know. Oh, fuck. Fuller's the one that needs it because he gets the pipe in his leg. Oh, shit, he does, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he does. He actually gets a rusty nail in him. Yeah, he like very explicitly says, There's a fucking pipe in my leg. I believe that's an <laughs> yeah. exact quote. Uh, Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay. All I've right. got some fun facts, not okay. a ton. Surprisingly, the Wikipedia on this was pretty light, but I did find an article that was like 10 fun facts in the 20th year anniversary. God, yeah, this is a 20-year-old series <laughs> now. <laughs> um, Some of it was just like, did you know that this person played this character? And I'm like, that's not Did you know? Fact. Yeah. Okay. So uh, the working title, at least when Paul Walker was cast. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Squelch. Squelch. Oh. <laughs> Whoa, okay, what kind of movie was that going to be if it was going to be about Squelch? I don't know. Um, but speaking of the title, in the UK, it's actually called Roadkill. Also called it Roadkill in Australia. I remember talking about that mm-hmm. with them on because they're from the UK. Uh-huh. Yeah, because yeah, um, in the UK, a joyride isn't like, hey, we're going to go for a joyride. Woo, having fun. Uh-huh. It's, um, oi, I must steal your car, wreck it, maybe kill some people. It's not very fun. Although I think that also makes it a fitting title. Yeah. But. 
Yeah, that is crazy. I forgot Maybe about I'm that. Maybe I'm missing the cultural context God, of it. You know, you're killing it with your accents this episode. Thank you. Dude, you're... I... I am Edgar Wright. I'm so oh, proud yeah, of you. I yeah. am. <laughs> <laughs> so during the nighttime scenes, the headlights were replaced with aircraft landing lights because they added like an extra brightness without upping the exposure too much. So Whoa. they were able, yeah. That's smart. Mm-hmm. Um, Sylvester so <laughs> so Stallone was considered for rescue nail. What? <laughs> no fucking way. Wait, voice or body? It didn't say. I would love to see that body with that voice. Right? Yeah, or know that voice like... <laughs> oh, it's shit, man. It's almost kind of like Ted Levine. Um, who do you think was potentially considered for Lewis? Potentially considered for Lewis. Okay, this is the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Somebody relevant at this time. Somebody relevant at this time. We did see him. Toby Maguire. Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. I can't believe I got it. We watched Tropic Thunder on Thanksgiving. and uh... I was going to guess that before you even started to say that, but as soon as you said that, we Toby Maguire. <laughs> um, so uh, when Lily Sobieski was tied up during that end scene that she had to do apparently five different endings for, uh-huh. uh, they didn't actually use tape because, ow, mm-hmm. um, they used saran wrap. Ah, okay. Which I think is smart. That is smart. Yeah, that's And that also way. explains why you see her stretching it. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, tape it's isn't... Saran wrap. Is, yeah, not, <laughs> yeah, not as good about doing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's the gist of my fun facts. Are we ready to um, give our thoughts on it? Okay, I'm ready to. All right, so I guess I kick it off. Yeah, what's good? All right, so some of the good I got here. Uh, I believe that Paul Walker and Steve Zahn have terrific chemistry in this movie. They are believable as brothers that have like a history mm-hmm. and once they get like back together you can feel that reconnecting bonding that's going on while they're on the road trip together absolutely their their sibling dynamic is if you told me they were actually brothers i would believe it i mean they look close enough right yeah yeah like that first scene whenever he busts uh full out of jelly he's like you're 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 tall <laughs> you you're, look Tall. Yeah. Taller <laughs> like, than me. Yeah. Like it was a great moment. Um, I feel like the whole uh setup and the premise is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like the whole idea of this being a uh a movie about them being chased throughout the highway through multiple states, and the way that it starts by tricking this guy to go meet somebody at a motel over the C B radio. And like that whole start of the guy getting his jaw ripped off and then they have to get Ugh. the fuck out of there and then the guy's behind them the entire time the rest of the way. It's so fucking creepy. Yeah. And that's another thing about this movie is that it is fucking creepy to watch. Like you can put yourself in that scenario of being behind a truck like that. And anytime I'm around a semi truck, I am a little bit nervous. Mm-hmm. And it actually unlocked a memory of like being a kid. And um, driving home one time with my mom, like I was a kid, it was just me, my mom, and my uh, sister. And there was this giant truck that was just behind us, tailgating us, like going super fast. And my mom was like having to floor it to be able to like keep her distance. But the person behind us like was staying right on her ass the entire time. And I remember my mom was freaking out and I was like really young. So I just remember the fear mostly from that. 
But uh, yeah, it just kind of brought me back to that. Like, holy shit, this is really scary. This is like a real thing that could happen. I think especially adding in the CB radio of it all because there's that limited range with it. So anytime yeah. he's on there, it's like you know he's nearby. Yeah, they say it's like four miles in the yeah, movie, right? Five, I think is what he said. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, something like that. Uh, and like the tent scenes, like at the end when they're busting in the doors and stuff like that, and like the cops are about to maybe get Vena killed. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, they have like a lot of great setups in this movie. Yeah. It, it's really well written. Yeah. I, I, I would say that, that you pretty much covered all of my goods with uh, their relationship and the way the story kind of unfolds. Like, yeah, I mean, obviously the whole thing's a little bit fantastical, but if you have that suspension of disbelief, like the story makes sense. Yeah, <clears throat> it does. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, it's far-fetched, but at the same time, it could happen. You know what I mean? Like, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the acting is just phenomenal throughout. Yeah, I mean, Paul Walker, mm, he's he's pretty solid. Like, there are times where I'm like, okay, yeah. But for the most part, he does a pretty good job. Okay, what's your bad? I had a hard time picking a bad for this. I guess the only thing I could say bad is Venna kind of has cringy dialogue a lot of the time. Okay, you know what mine is. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. It infuriates me every fucking time we watch it that when he sends them into a diner butt-ass naked that he then calls Venna on the CB and says, now they know what it feels like to be the brunt of the joke. Butt of the joke is right there. This is why nobody likes you, Rusty Nail. There are two Butox on <coughs> screen in this yeah. moment. Say butt. Just say it. You're thinking yeah. it. Just say butt. Yeah. It... In, it infuriates me and i honestly the rest of this movie is well written enough that i feel like it has to be intentional that he it's really true though misses it, this like know? this has like gotten under jesse's skin for years like since i've known her since we've watched this series together every single time that scene plays she I always gives me this fucking watching look. this in the first house we lived in when we moved to kentucky i remember watching this with my family seeing their little butts waddle into the diner and him say brunt of the joke. And I was like, why didn't he say butt of the joke? I've been furious <laughs> about this for probably about 20 years. We need to like see if the guy that wrote this movie has a social media and just message him like, hey, so like, can you I please to, explain? Was, we, this, was this intentional? Was this to show that Rusty Nail is a weenie? We've had results with that in the past. Remember? We yeah, we learned about the dog. Yeah. And normal activity. Yeah, we did. Yeah, there was like some weird shit. Yeah. Okay, um, ugly time. Mm-hmm. Uh, ugly is uh, the mean games that they play on the CB radio with Rusty now because they yeah. are kind of mean to him. It's a cruel yeah. joke. Like I get it; it's all for fun. But like, eh, fucking with people like that can sometimes be uh, not good. You don't know what people are going through, and you don't know if you're fucking with a serial killer. Also, just like, tee hee hee, homophobia and potentially like. A little bit of transphobia there. Yeah, yeah. That's it's. Ugh, it makes me feel very icky. Like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if you thought that he was talking to a girl, but it's actually a boy? Like, mmm, that's bad. Yeah, that's not a good look. Yeah, it's not not the best look. That's like, for sure. Like, and and I get it. This was two thousand one. Um, I'm recognizing that. I'm not condoning it. I'm just recognizing the era it was in. I feel like nowadays. There would be somebody on the internet that would be like, explain the joke. Though, Tell I get, me why it's funny. Explain the joke. It's basically catfishing through a CB radio. 
is pretty much what it is. Yeah, but I'm talking about specifically that they're like, oh, man, it's going to piss him off that you're not Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> I think it is funny that, like... Wouldn't it be, like, <clears throat> what if they got a gay trucker? I don't know. He was like, like, I'm not into that. Like, yeah, swing both ways. All right, baby. That's yeah. fine. That's... But I, I think it's funny that they send him to the dude's room that is, like, pissed off. Yeah. I mean, I... like, that fucking sucks for, like, Rusty Nell if he's, like, you know, not expecting that. But, like, also... It's just, that's a funny circumstance. Here's the thing, is that they assume there's no way that Rusty Nail could have won a fight against this guy because Ellinghouse is huge. He's not even, like, scary huge, though. He's just, like... He's just tall. Just tall and, like, a little chubby. chubby. Yeah. Like, what was their, like, they want to prank him because he's an asshole. Okay, fine, I can get on board with that. Why bring another non-consenting human into that? Why put him potentially in danger when you don't know this guy? You just think he's a little awkward? Yeah, see, that's the ugly part right there for sure. Being like, hey, go over to this guy's room, bring pink champagne, we'll have a good time, and then it's like this fucking guy. And then also, I think Fuller's whole deal is um ugly in like a sad way. Like his whole like, oh, well, um, I can't do any better than what I am, so I'm just going to keep getting myself in trouble mm-hmm. he's in a whole like spiral with that yeah he's not he's not the best dude though either because he kind of tries to go after his brother's girl like right after meeting him well and again. that's the deleted scene i would say is a very ugly bit and i get why they cut it out because otherwise there's like the little bit of like love that you have for fuller which is fully attributed to being played by steve zahn um, yeah that deleted scene there are, apparently, I was reading, there are two deleted scenes. I guess there was one that we were missing, but okay. there's like one where her and uh, Lewis also kiss as well. So, well, actually, we do see a scene like that in our deleted scenes that we get. Yeah. But yeah, so like, I guess they had like two different romantic roles going on there. I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, it's very clearly non-consenting on her part, and she tells him multiple times to get off, and then that's when Lewis busts it, and, the, and this is when they're at the hotel. Oh, so, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's, ooh, that's Come bad. On. That's bad. Come on, Steve's on. Okay. Absurd. Absurd. Um, <laughs> Lewis going off-road when questioned by Fuller at the beginning of the movie, whenever oh. he's like asking, <laughs> he's like, so what's the deal with your girlfriend? Uh, are you guys having sex? <laughs> Just like taking it off road and like potentially maybe killing them or fucking up his car that he just bought. It's yeah. a really stupid, uh, stupid thing to do. And uh, <laughs> the ice truck man's dedication. I know. Because like, that guy was fucking dedicated getting Lewis's credit card the back. The second they peeled out of the parking lot, I would have been like, whatever, I'll just bring him back to the counter and they'll come get it. Yeah, exactly. Just like they'll come back. Like they'll probably retrace their steps. But that guy's like, hold on. And then he just fucking floors it and he's breaking all these road laws <laughs> and stuff like that. It's just like, it's insane. But he finally gets them and then he pays the ultimate price. Yeah. For being a nice guy. But man, he was dedicated. He went to heaven because of that. That was a good <laughs> deed right there. <laughs> I, I believe last night I said ice guy. I'm more like nice guy. Yeah. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. What are your absurd? Um. So, Pearl, you got two. You gotta give two now. Oh, I have to give two. You have to okay, give two now because I because I fucked that up right there. Okay. Um. Let's see. One being. Hmm. That's a good one. Oh, that they just bring Fuller and Lewis to see 
the dude in the hospital. <laughs> yeah. By the way, let's jog your memory. Let's see this guy with no jaw now. Yeah, yeah. Like, if anything, they would show him a picture. Yeah, just show him a picture. Like, that is really fucking crazy, right? I'd be pissed off if I was the jawless dude. Like, dude, come on. Yeah, like, respect my privacy. Yeah. Um, And then I guess the second absurd, since I have to do two, mm-hmm. and apparently they have to be different than yours. Mm-hmm. I can't piggyback. Uh, if you want to piggyback, you can. But if you got a different one, that's <clears throat> extra credit. Um. Oh yeah, that Lou is just selling this plane ticket that his parents bought for him. Oh yeah, um, to buy a car instead. A whole car, yeah. That is definitely not a piece of shit. Yeah. for the price of a plane ticket, that'll get you across the country. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, mm-hmm. that'll definitely happen. Okay. All right, cool. Uh, so time to rate it. Uh, I really, really like this movie. I. I'm going to go with like a nine and a half because goddamn, this is a strong movie. Honestly, it has tension. It has good chemistry. It has comedy, a little bit of romance there. Rusty Nell's scary. I have a good time with it. I don't have many complaints with it at all. All right. I'm giving it an eight. Okay. I think it's very strong. Um, I do also like watching it. It just feels very 2001, which isn't its fault because it was a very 2001 movie, Mm -hmm. but I just don't love that era. So it is distracting to me. That's fine. So. More power to you, baby. Starting average of 8.75. 8.75. That's good. That's a good good score for it. We start off with Lewis on the phone with a lady. The lady turns out to be Vina, and he finds out that she's now single. Mm-hmm. And, and she's like... Ready to mingle yeah. with one Thomas brother. This This whole thing that she's telling him about her boyfriend, like, yeah, so he started crying, so I broke up with him. <laughs> like, that's how it sounds, right? It's not yeah. like I like I made him cry by breaking up. He looked at me like he knew me, and then he started crying. But she definitely didn't know. This is what I'm talking about with I, the cringy dialogue right here. Like, what the I fuck need you... to hear more of what happened. You know what? The, Venice strikes me as a person that, is like... Is very pretentious. Very pretentious. She's probably in college for art. And she might have a beret in her drawer. Oh, she came out with her camera like looped around her. Okay, so she, yeah, she's definitely in art or like you know photography. She's a manic pixie dream girl before we had like the word for it. Yeah, it was uh, before Scott Pilgrim came out. This is what it was. <laughs> also, they're both being kind of rude because his roommate has a final in the morning, and it's already in the morning. It's three a.m. Yeah, and he's like, "All right, I'll be quiet." And instead of actually being quiet, he just throws his Disc man over to his roommate. Yeah, just listen to shit while I talk to this yeah. girl. Yeah. Like, I God. hate your taste in music, too. I don't miss roommates like this. <laughs> and she's like, I just wish that I had a car so I could just drive home, get back there gradually. And he's like, I have a car. I got a car. And he's like looking at this ticket, and then he goes and sells it and uses the cash to buy a 1971 Chrysler Newport. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a good car or not, but it looks nice. So he hits the road. Calls mom, lets her know that he's going to be driving home instead. And uh, she's kind of distracted. She's like, yeah, it's your brother. He got arrested again. And she's like, it's not your problem to deal with. But also, he's in Salt Lake City, and that's yeah, probably on your way. Just so you know. So. Just to, like, you <laughs> yeah. don't have to do it. No pressure. But I think our lives would be a little fuller if we were all together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so don't walk her over there, and that's not your name. 
<laughs> He's Paul Walker, everybody. All right, there we go. Yeah. You uh, didn't stick the landing, and in fact, you just uh, walked right off the floor. Breaking the fourth wall. Okay, that's what this movie is doing here. <laughs> so we get Lewis driving down the road, and then he just like pulls a U. He's like, fuck it, I'm going to go get him. Well, first he... Uh does the 2001 version of distracted driving, which cell phones weren't a thing. So he pulls out an atlas map and was like, ah. Oh, uh, yeah, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he, like, pulls a U-turn. Uh, and a cop pulls him over because mm-hmm. that was hella illegal. And he's like, sorry, I'm doing a good deed. I'm going to go save my brother from jail. I haven't seen him in five years. And the cop's like, okay, you also have a busted taillight. <laughs> yeah, he's like, dude, I'm totally in a movie right now. I, I, I got to go. I got, I'm... Fast, and I'm getting ready to be. A, I'm kind of angry right now. I'm a little agitated. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going quick, and I'm agitated. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. I don't know what the next level is going to yeah, be. Yeah, I don't. But... I don't know what'll happen if I up the speed and get a little bit more. Hold on, I gotta find out when Fast and Furious comes out because I gotta know yeah. how long it's gonna be until he's Fast and Furious. Yeah. Fast and Furious came out in 2001. Okay, so, so the same, same year, year. The same year. Wait, oh, which one came out first? What month was Fast and Furious? Fast and Furious came out in June 18th. Okay. Yeah, he's like, I'm slowing down and I'm calming <laughs> yeah. down. I was Fast and Furious, but now I'm just quick and angry. All right. Yeah. I, I hope that this joke lands considering we sunk like an hour into getting it. <laughs> we'll cut there. it. We'll, we'll cut around it and make it work. Okay. That's the beauty of editing right there. <laughs> he goes. And then we see him next at uh, Salt Lake City. He's at mm-hmm. the uh, the jailhouse or whatever. And uh, Fuller is getting de handcuffed and he's trying to, like, he's giving the Fuller charm to the cop right there. Yeah. And then he notices Lewis, and he's a little bit shocked. And he's like, "You're, you're tall." Yeah, that's what shocked him. <laughs> yeah, you're taller than me. Um, so he's like, "Listen, I gotta go. I got a friend waiting for me in Colorado." He goes, "Boulder, Colorado, sounds good." Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay, <laughs> yeah, okay, um, cool. sure. Yeah, did he um, really expect to just like bell him out and be like, "Okay, I'm leaving"? Like, kind of seems like it. Yeah. Um, he, uh, while they're in the car, Fuller immediately figures out all of Lewis's shit. I love how accurate he is with this right here. <laughs> like, he fully reads the entire situation. And then this pisses Lewis off to where he just drives off the road and he's like, no more talk. I don't want to talk about shit. Yeah. No more bullshit small talk. I'm like, yeah. I feel like. That's not bullshit. It's a small budding talk. relationship. You uh, abusing your parents' finances. <laughs> yeah. All of this feels pretty serious, Lewis. So they are stopped at a gas station slash service. See, I thought station. when they were doing this, I thought he was getting his taillight fixed. No, nope, because that would be responsible. Exactly. Instead, he is like, I don't know what he's doing. He's uh, using the bathroom pooping. or something. Pooping. And while he's in there pooping, uh, Fuller takes uh, advantage of the moment and has him install a CB, talked him down to $40. I love that that's like a consistent thing with Fuller is that he's always haggling for the best price. Yeah. It's a nice little character detail. And I love how Lewis is pissed off about a hole being drilled in his car after he just went full off-road right? with it right here. Like, he doesn't give a shit about it, but they have yeah. a CB radio now. Yeah, so, and he has dubbed their handles Black Sheep and Mama's Boy. He goes, can I not be <laughs> yeah. Mama's Boy? He goes, nope. No, 
<laughs> yeah. And then they use the little uh, their trucker jargon to find out that there are no cops for like. I feel like this trucker jargon sounds so made up that the truckers hearing them must know that they're just dumb kids and are humoring them. It yeah. feels like it. Well, I think that they actually have some of it that's consistent. I think. I'm not entirely sure. Well, because later we're going to get Lewis trying to do it on himself. He goes, I'm looking for a bears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm a cub. <laughs> they keep driving and then Fuller they... gets the idea to start fucking around with some of them. Because mm-hmm, uh, he says, do that girl's voice like you used to do. He used to do a, go- a girl's voice because he had like a high-pitched voice Yeah, as a he kid. was like, I wasn't doing a voice. It was just my voice. Yeah, Lewis has now hit puberty, but he still encourages. Like He punches him. He's like, dude, fucking do it. Like, uh, he's being a big bro right there, just punching him. Yeah. He, he actually punches this Paul Walker, too. This does feel like dumb kid shit, but like they're too old to be doing dumb kid shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's almost like they're picking it up where they left off, yeah. kind of. Yeah. So, uh, so they... Try and get Rusty to uh, have CB sex, basically. <laughs> yeah, I like it. And he's like, he's not feeling it. He's like, this is awkward. Also, are we on a private channel? <laughs> yeah, they go to the private channel. He's like, uh, all right, I'm in a room. What are you going to do to me? He's like, arr, arr, I'll, I'll take your bra off. <laughs> they like both lose their shit. And he's like, oh, I've never done this before. And then they end up losing uh, signal and they're just like okay whatever I wonder what he was saying there too because like I feel like that's a moment where he's like saying I'm gonna fucking kill you yeah I'll rip uh, off your jaw with my bare hands so I'm like oh wow this is hot. <laughs> me me in motel room 17 <laughs> <laughs> yeah so they pull into a motel and Fuller Park's in a handicapped spot and Lewis is like hey man there's plenty of other spots and he goes yeah exactly yeah he's and like they... don't worry dude I'm gonna gimp it so he just gets out and limps and the worst way possible he he needs to take lessons from uh dewey on it, this right here it's just bad it's just bad all around it's, it's bad um, limping yeah especially because it's like raining so if an actual person that needed the handicap spot came in they would be facing even more issues yeah um so in there this poor night manager is being absolutely berated by this douche canoe of a person yeah this fucking racist guy he's berating him because somebody keeps knocking on his door offering towels i do love fuller in this moment because he's like i just want a room and you can bother me as much as you want i, I love, love towels in fact when i go to hotel rooms i don't have enough towels usually please There's keep no- bringing yes, me towels give me more towels yeah that would be fantastic Remember that time we went to a hotel and we asked for extra coffee in our room and he was like, you can't drink that much coffee. I was like, we absolutely can. I've got too many hotel horror (laughs) stories. Like that one time we got blamed for having cocaine in our room. It was was just sand. It was beach sand. We were were in Charleston. Yeah. It was so fucking stupid. (laughs) The guy kind of has a confrontation like an altercation with fuller because mm-hmm. fuller is being kind of yeah, a smart like, ass body checks him. yeah body checks him on the way out and then they go and they end up getting the room next door to him and as they're pulling in they hear rusty nail on the radio yeah it's just and he's like this is a perfect moment so they basically set it up like saying hey if you're in the area come by lone star motel room 17 midnight bring pink champagne it's my favorite so they're in the room next door. Mm-hmm. They're uh, trying to figure out which kind of porn to watch. <laughs> like, why is Fuller so insistent on watching porn with his brother? I don't this know. This is man. not the first time. I yeah, or for this real. is not the last time in the movie. Yeah, it, it, it's uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Just some bros jo'ing together. Yeah, neither like you don't have 
brothers. No, and, and I would I would never dare do anything yeah, like that. I don't know. It's like, so it just fucking feels weird. weird. Yeah. So um, um, they hear somebody pull up outside, and then they go check the window, and they see what appears to be Rusty now. Then they hear knocking on the door, and they put their ears up against the wall. They hear a brief like altercation, ending with a thump and some gagging, and. Fuller's like, oh, it's just laughter. And Louis is like, ah. So he calls the front desk and he's like, hey, we just heard the sound next door. And the night manager's like, fuck. Yeah. Like, this so, fucking guy, that guy's an asshole. He's definitely not going to want me to call him. So he calls. They hear, we can hear the conversation briefly next door. You can hear then, the phone ring mm-hmm. clearly. So like it rings for a minute and then Rusty answers. Yeah. Every, it says everything's fine. And then they get their ring on the other end, which means that Rusty now knows that the next door people called in mm-hmm. that complaint. Yeah. And they say, yeah, the guy said everything's fine, so don't worry about it. Um, But the next morning, there is a deputy there trying to talk to them. Brings up an incident last night where uh, the victim had an altercation with one of them. He goes, wait, no, the big guy's the victim? Because they thought that Rusty Nail was the victim. Um, So they take him to the hospital. So that way they can see just kind of what state that Ellinghouse is in. As the deputy puts it, it's not comely. Mm, yeah. Which is the weirdest way I've ever heard to describe a man having his jaw ripped clean off. Isn't this, he kind of has like a southern accent, right, too? Like, is yeah. Wyoming like a southern type of place where like country accents are normal? Because like, I've never been like, to Wyoming. It's northwest, right? Yeah, but it's like also cowboy uh, area. <laughs> yeah, I guess. So, I don't know. So they realize the situation's a little bit more serious than they first thought because they go to the police station and they confess about the prank. Mm-hmm. Sheriff is very unfucking amused. <laughs> yeah, and to I guess um, give some validity to the western part or like southern part of uh, <laughs> Wyoming. He's like, all right, this is like a western. Y'all best be getting out of this entire state by sundown. By sundown. Like he took that line from a western mm-hmm. right there. So they hit the road. Yeah, they hear Rusty on the CB call for Candy Cane, then Mama's Boy, then Black Sheep. So they're like, okay, go to Channel Twenty Three. And he's like, I need candy cane. And finally, Lou is like, dude, it was a prank. It was a prank. It was a prank. And then Rusty goes, apologize. <laughs> apologize. apologize to that hat. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, then Lewis takes the CB and he does the voice. And he's like, look, it was me, dude. I was a girl the entire time. I was pretending to be a girl. It, like, it was just a prank. I'm sorry. And. Uh, yeah. So, um, but he apologizes. And Fuller says, uh no fuck you if i don't want to listen to you i can just turn this volume knob down he like yeah he gives him a good earful and then he's like you know what you need to do something about that and he's like do something about what he's like your tail light so then they look behind him and there's a big old 18 wheeler behind him mm-hmm. um they realize they need gas he's like we can stop and get gas in laramie which is 73 miles away there's no way they were gonna make it they end up stopping at the next station, almost missed the exit, actually have to cut through the median a little bit, so the truck blows right past. They're freaking out while they're there. Lewis goes in to pay while Fuller pumps, and he's going to call the cops while he's in there paying, So, but he just gets the sheriff's voicemail. Freaks out because 
another truck has pulled in. It's an ice truck. The guy's thumping his tires to check the pressure. <laughs> He's doing it very menacingly, though, right? Yeah. Like, I can I mean, understand why Foy is a little bit freaked out listen, by this. Listen, don't judge a book by a cover, because Ice Guy is a nice guy, but he, he does is. look a little intimidating. Why the fuck does he go into this place? with? It's basically like a weapon, right? Like, he's like got this fucking like rod that he used to bash It just looks like a it. baseball bat, honestly. I know, right, but it's still but super weird. But he does weird. refer to it as his tire basher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a little bit like I understand people freaking out. Like, I can also see, like, people just going, hit the deck, everybody, like, as soon as he walks in. Yeah, so basically, Lewis, or Fuller gets Lewis so freaked out that Lewis, like, runs out, they get into the car, they drive off, uh-oh, the truck is following them, the guy ran out to his truck, Yeah, was trying to run up to their car, so they drive off, but they're in such a tizzy, they miss the on-ramp, and instead hit a dead end they're and like, they start just dry, like off-road off-road yeah exactly in their little newport um and the ice truck follows which them I guess all the it's way a good thing that lewis pulled off the road earlier because now he knows that his car can handle it that's true yeah yeah he can off-road so uh the truck catches up to him and then the guy gets out and slowly walks up and they're freaking the fuck out and fuller's like we have a gun and the guy's like I have a MasterCard. I have a tire basher. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh, my God. He goes, it's the mustache, isn't it? My wife says that I should shave it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's the mustache. Sure. He's like, oh, what about the fucking thing? He's like, oh, yeah. I just That's, bash my tire yeah, and check my tire, my tire pressure. pressure. Yeah. So they get the card back. The guy walks back and he starts to back out. But as he's backing out, Rusty now drives through his whole Ugh. fucking truck. And that ice just sprays <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. So he chases Fuller and Lewis, and they, he does a little bit of fast and furious maneuvering mm -hmm, here. Mm -hmm. He, like, uh, gets him, like, he does, like, a Yui mm -hmm. and gets him all tripped up. And then as they're celebrating, he crashes into a tree. <laughs> yep. Like, it's a very short-lived yeah. victory. And, but luckily, it doesn't seem like the car is damaged. So he tries to get out, but stuck in the mud. Mm-hmm. And so the truck takes that opportunity to push up against it, got him up in an angle, and then they finally apologize. Yeah. And they're like, it's just a joke, it's just a joke. And he goes, oh, shit, well, so is this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you can't tell me that this movie didn't at least partially inspire I'm just fucking with you. I know, right. It kind of feels <laughs> like that, yeah. So he just slowly backs off and then leaves him there. And then the next morning, they are replacing everything. Everything. Like a whole new car, basically. Because that yeah. car got fucked up. As they're driving to go pick up Venna, he's like, I don't want to tell her. I don't want her to be freaked out. I want to just enjoy the ride. That's the whole point of picking her up is so she's not, like, stressed. Yeah. <laughs> and Fuller tosses the CB out on the side. He he litters. He litters. He does. Yeah. Not, not cool, Fuller. Mm -mm. So they arrive, and they pick up Venna. Mm -hmm. And uh, Venna's next-year roommate, Charlotte, says goodbye to them on the yeah. way out. Isn't it weird how in movies, like, everybody knows exactly where the dorm room is without any, like, issue? Uh-huh, yeah. Because, like, campuses are big, man. Yeah. Campuses are big, hard to navigate, and you know parking on move-out day is a nightmare. Oh, my God, yeah, yeah, especially, yeah. <laughs> yeah, another absurd, chalked up, boom. Yeah. Also, where is the rest of her shit? She's got one duffel bag. You're right, yeah, like... <sighs> Vena. I don't know. Maybe she shipped the rest of her stuff home. She would be like that. Yeah. So, yeah, they're on the road now. They're road tripping mm -hmm. and Fuller's cock blocking. 
Yeah, they're like a... In the way only a big brother can. Well, like, to be fair, Lewis is kind of dropping the ball because she's given him, like, some very, like, sentimental... She is scooched in the very middle. Yep, she uh, is. Her hand is definitely on his thigh. Oh, yeah. And she's, like, given the biggest fucking hint, and then Lewis falls silent, and then Fuller just kind of pops up from the back. It's like, this is the part where you're supposed to kiss her. Full Sebastian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um... They end up making it to... They go to a hotel. A hotel. And the hotel has a bar. I like hotel bars. Venna is really bad at doing shots. What did you do your entire freshman year in college, Venna? What, did, what was she doing? I didn't notice. <laughs> little <sips. laughs> Just little sips. Can't handle it. <laughs> Which I was reading was actually because <laughs> at the time of shooting, Lily Sobieski was like 17 or 18. But that doesn't make sense to me as an explanation because it's not like they were giving them real alcohol. Maybe they were. <laughs> Who knows? Like, so John was like, no, I want Jim or I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> nah. Yeah, he'd be he'd be like a local Kentucky boy. Give me oh, wild yeah. turkey. Yeah. Do... Maybe, maybe he likes Four Roses. Four Roses, Maker's Mark. Yeah. We, There's fuck, a lot to choose from. This, yeah, we got so much good bourbon yeah. here. Um, so she goes up there to get another drink and the local bar people there are giving her trouble. Yeah. And Lewis like comes up, but he like kind of freezes again. Um, cause they're like, tell your bitch to be quiet, which is just, I, is so upsetting on so many levels. Like just mm -hmm. referring to her as a bitch just because she's a woman. And she wasn't, want, she didn't want to give you her name. Like yeah. just take the fucking hint. You asshole. Yeah. And, um, uh, Fuller diffuses the situation in a way only he can or would which he comes over and he goes bitch what did i tell you be quiet it kind of works because in one way it makes them say what the fuck is happening <laughs> but at the same time it's also making fun of them for mm -hmm. treating women that way yeah so it works they get out of there and uh, they go upstairs and they split off so Vina has her own room lewis and fuller have theirs yeah. uh fuller again arranging the porno situation for the two of them. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, Venna's real pretty now, right? Right, Lewis? Lewis? You said you're just friends, right, Lewis? Lewis, would you be upset if I went up there? Lewis? Lewis? And Lewis was just passed out. He's doing the thing that he did to his roommate. He gave. He has the Walkman on. He's listening to music and not really paying attention and falling asleep. I think he's passed out. He's both. Yeah, He like. I think he was listening to music and passing out because he doesn't, doesn't want to hear fuller jerk off while he's going to sleep um so fuller goes upstairs and all we see in this is them drinking and talking mm -hmm. the extended scene unfortunately has fuller kiss her and get on top of her while she's saying no yeah exactly um rusty nell calls lewis while he's in the room and Who shoots straight up that was believable that was really good because he answers the phone groggy is like yep hello and it's like I thought you said there wasn't a girl there, and then he like yeah. shoots up. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was me, um, Thanksgiving night when my midnight alarm went off to go get my nail polish thirty five percent <laughs> off. I was like, mm. <laughs> suddenly, like I couldn't have told you the time, but I was like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, I ordered it. I had to check the next morning to make sure I didn't order like five of them. But oh yeah, because they're like yeah. grogginess. <laughs> yeah, so he's like, yeah, yeah. There's not a girl. Uh, here and he's like well what's she doing in the room by herself with your brother and then lewis goes up there well, he didn't say by herself with your brother because that doesn't make any sense okay in her, in another room with <laughs> your brother fine whatever so he goes up there storms in uh confronts them he's like 
uh, Rusty now just called. He said that you're up here with them, which is like a really fucking good question. She starts to freak out because she doesn't, Venice still doesn't know what's going on. This yeah. is her first learning of the situation. She's like, how afraid should I be? And then her room phone rings and Fuller goes much more than normal. <laughs> So they get in the car. How afraid do you think she normally is, Fuller? Uh, maybe, I don't know, yeah. <laughs> that was a very weird line <laughs> from him. But they get in the car and they drive off and then as uh, they're driving, they start to see signs. Mm -hmm. And there's spray paint on the signs with each sign. Yeah, look new in message. the trunk. And yeah. then they're like, well, how do we even know that's for us? And the sign they're parked in front of says Lewis. Lewis. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if there was more after that. <laughs> Lewis, right? you fucking low life. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they go out to look in the trunk, but then they start freaking out. They're like, "What if it's a dead body or a bomb?" And then uh, I was like, "What the fuck?" She's like, "I'm not getting back in the car until I know what's in the trunk." <laughs> so I open it up, and it's the CB, and they both freak out. And she's like, "I'm not going anywhere until you guys tell me why, why I should be afraid of a radio." <laughs> yeah. So we cut to another time. We cut to them plugging in the radio. Yeah. And they call Rusty Nail, and in the background, they can hear Charlotte screaming and asking for Venna. He gives them a location and ends up calling them in the morning. They're in a truck stop parking. Venna is supposed to stay in the car while Lewis and Fuller go in naked and order 12 cheeseburgers. <laughs> And then he misses the greatest joke opportunity of mm -hmm. all time. The brunt of the joke. Yeah. He's just talking to Venna about it. She's like, why are you making him do this? She's like, well, now they know how it feels to be the brunt of the joke. So they get kicked out. Um, but also, uh, they had like a sign where Venna honks the horn whenever something fishy goes down. Yeah, so they hear the, the horn The most honk. obvious of all signs in the world. Yeah. <laughs> so they run out once they hear the horn honk. And uh, now they're back on the road, fully clothed mm -hmm. again. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a location, and they're told to get out and walk 100 feet. They're by a cornfield. So they get 100 feet out, and they're like, okay, what are we supposed to be looking for? And then, of course, a semi chases them into the cornfield. They get split up, and while they're, like, you know, being chased and everything, Venna ends up getting grabbed. This was a really well-done scene, though. It's actually super <laughs> tense the way that this is shot. Cornfields are fucking scary, man. They are, but, like, I love this whole thing of the truck driving through it, mm -hmm. and then he has the light, and he's shining it around yes. to, like, catch them, and they're having to hide behind the rows of corn. Like, it was really well done. It was tense. Yeah. Um, They get back to their car, and it's on fire, and they hear on the radio mm -hmm. to meet them meet him in Madford room 17 at midnight and bring sh pink champagne. <laughs> yeah. Uh so they make it to another bar mm -hmm. and then, the car explodes. Yeah, the car explodes. Yeah. So they can't drive that. Um they steal a truck. Yeah. Uh -huh. And a very drunk guy comes out and says, "Oh, I can jump uh, cuz Fuller, you fucking low life. Uh, he knows how to <laughs> how to wire a car." Twist the key all the way and then it finally starts like, "There you go." Yeah. <laughs> So they make it uh, to the exit, but they realize he never said which motel yeah. to go in because there's a shit ton of motels in this town, apparently. And it's currently 11.51. Venna's being tied up. There's like, he basically has it rigged up to where there's a shotgun. When the door opens, it's going to shoot her. Mm -hmm. They try every single room 17 that they can find. One of them has Hank. He's oh, yeah, grumpy. Hank. He's Hank. pretty grumpy because he needed to put on his damn socks. <laughs> Stop calling me while putting my damn socks. <laughs> They finally get to the last room 17 they can find, and it's empty. It's the room next to Venna's. So they get a phone call from Rusty, and he's basically, you know, like, ha, ha, ha. 
didn't find what you expected to find in room 17, right? And you can feel me on the other side of the wall listening, laughing into you. <laughs> so Lewis was like, all right, I'm going to keep him on the phone. Fuller, you go around back. And he says all of this with his mouth two inches away from the mouthpiece of the phone. I don't care if your hand's covering it. Yeah, it's not going to do shit. And also, I imagine those walls are like super thin. <laughs> yeah, because they they leaned up against the wall to hear Rusty and never moved away. So, <laughs> yeah. so Fuller goes around back to get an eye on the whole situation there. And Lewis tries to keep him on the phone. Uh, when Fuller looks through the window, Rusty pops up from the back of the window and yanks him in. Mm -hmm. And then Lewis hears all this shit. So he's about to run into the door to open the door. But Lewis gets free just enough to yell, don't open the door. Yeah. And then he falls back onto a pipe, which goes through his leg. And Rusty uses this opportunity to tie him up to a fence. So Lewis goes around back, sees Fuller all tied up, tries to help him. And he goes, there's a broken pipe in my leg. So they're trying to get him down slowly. Meanwhile, the police have arrived. Night manager, dead, dead on the floor. And they decide they're going to go room by room, call out the numbers oh as God. you go. This is so fucking tense. It's, yeah, because they're going down. It's like 23, clear, 22, clear. Venna's in room 18. So Lewis manages to save Venna just in time, just in time before <laughs> they open room 18. Um, meanwhile, out back, Fuller is still in front of the fence. I think they've got him lowered. But he's, you know, moving slowly because of the pipe in his leg. Yeah. And uh, Lewis is like, I got to go out back. My brother's out back. And the cops are like, what? And he goes, just don't shoot me. And he like, <laughs> runs out back and the cops follow. Um, and they get out there and they see this truck in this middle of the field barreling towards this man with a pipe in his leg. And they start shooting at the truck, of course. So eventually the truck stops, not because of uh, Rusty deciding to stop, but because of Newton's third law of motion. Um, yeah. It hits the motel. Yeah, it <laughs> runs right through the whole thing. <laughs> so um, they see a dead body, they assume, and then they also find Charlotte is in the truck still mm -hmm. too. And she's still alive. Yeah. Um, her her life has been ruined because two brothers decided to play a dumb prank. I know, game. right? She is not even involved is in this at all. Is she going to want to be friends with Venna anymore after this? She just said like, goodbye. Venna, you've got bad taste in friends. I, I know, right? She said bye to Venna, and then like that was how she got involved with this shit mm -hmm. right here. It's insane. So they are, where are they at? They're like they're, at the they're cop out or back hospital. behind the ambulances. Like in the yeah. back of the ambulances getting um, like field treatment real quick. Um, and the cops say that it was just some ice delivery guy from Wyoming. Yeah, like, oh, shit. And then in the ambulance CB, they hear Rusty talk about the rain and how it washes everything yeah. clean. His old saying. Yep. So. That's how that ending goes. Potential alternate endings. I'm going to do the shorter ones first. <laughs> okay. Um, Storyboard ending had... Lewis and Fuller in the back alley behind the hotel, tag teaming fighting. Lewis manages to get Rusty's keys, gets in the truck, hits Rusty, gets out. Rusty attacks him in the room while Fuller tries to stop the cops from going in room 18. Right as the cops open the door to 18, um, Fuller manages to pull, or Lewis manages yeah. to pull Venna back and Rusty gets shot. Yeah. So that's the storyboard ending. Um, there's another ending where they're right after Lewis hits Rusty with the truck. Venna has managed to get loose, taken the gun, and she comes out back and shoots him. Yeah, the door opens, but you don't hear a sh you mm -hmm. hear a shot, but it's not from the door. It's yeah. her in the back. She shot Rusty. And then 
the first reshoot ending um, after the whole fight and hitting the hitting Rusty Nail with the truck, he is trapped underneath the truck. And he manages to get it to where the truck collapses on him. Fuller, yeah, Fuller is trying to stop the cops from opening room 18 still. Um, Lewis manages to run into the room, save Venna in time, and Fuller and his dad talk on the phone. Yeah. The original alternate ending. Very long. It starts at the rest stop. Yeah, like it's it picks up there, and then we get the rest of the movie after. Yeah, that. we started watching this, and we were like, "Is this <clears throat> like the whole rest of the movie?" <laughs> and like honestly, it's another half of the movie. Like mm-hmm. it's like it's like thirty minutes more of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're at the uh, place at the store while they're naked. Yeah, Vina is in the truck. Yeah. yeah, and Rusty pulls up behind her in the truck and like runs up against it, and um. She starts honking the horn. Yeah. So they come running out. Fuller jumps in as he's getting dressed, but Lewis decides he's going to run after the semi But as naked. naked. Yeah, he's chasing him. <laughs> and it, arms were a-pumping, so he was dangling uh-huh. and wangling. Yes, he was. Um, They have a brief car crash once they've picked Lewis up. Or they have a brief car chase once they've picked Lewis up, and then they end up crashing, and they're arguing with this other couple. Anyway... Cut to them at the station, trying to explain all of this to the police when they get a phone call from Rusty Nail, only they didn't have Ted Levine do the voice acting for any of these alternate endings. I will say that the voice that they have here is also pretty effective. Like, yeah. it's kind of creepy. It's a different type of creepy. Yeah, so... Um, um, we're, they... By the way, we're also denied Walton Goggins by not having yeah! this ending, because he plays a cop that has, like, a decent amount of screen time in this. Yeah. <clears throat> um. So... They track the location of the phone call, and it's coming from this phone booth in this, like, shipping yard. So they go there, find a body of somebody who's been shot by a shotgun in the face, only they notice the rings on the hands. That's Mm -hmm. important. Yeah. They also find Charlotte alive. So Venna is riding with Charlotte in the ambulance while Lewis and Fuller are being driven back to the police station. And while they're being driven back, they're like, oh, my God. That was the ice truck guy. That was the nice guy. Yeah, the um, nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> we need to turn around. And Walton Goggins is like, no. And they're like, but you need to. And he's like, Performance no. of a lifetime. <laughs> no. <laughs> and Lewis steals his gun and he goes, son, you better put that gun back. <laughs> Baby boy, Billy. You better put that gun back. And then he's like, all right. Shoots yeah, the CB shoots radio, the radio and it makes him pull over. Mm-hmm. Makes him get out. Tries to get Fuller to get out of the car before he's like, nah, bro, I'm going with you. And Walton Goggins is like, if you go with him. I understand family. Yeah, family. Yeah, Walton Goggins is like, if you go with him, that's a felony, son. So they go. They find the ambulance has been wrecked. Mm -hmm. Charlotte is in the back of the ambulance with a bottle of champagne. They end up driving after a semi. They assume this is the correct semi. They have it pull over. Why Rusty chooses to pull over, nobody knows. So Fuller um, impersonates an officer. <laughs> yeah, he dresses like full on in a cop outfit. Yeah, while Lewis breaks into the trailer of the semi and he finds Venna tied up. And uh, Rusty bags into the cop car to kind of push it into a stream so it can't be drivable. I love Fuller's response to that. It's just shoot wildly yeah. in the sky. Like he has no idea what the fuck yeah. to do. He, he's out of his element. Yeah. Um, it, like what he said before Lewis told him to get dressed was like, listen, I do goofy shit. I do not impersonate an officer. <laughs> yeah. It's true. So they, um, he takes off, but Fuller, or Lewis and Venna 
jump out of the back of the trailer mm -hmm. and they end up being chased into the cornfield and all of that's pretty similar except for they find an ammonium nitrate tank yeah and you guys see where this is going they set it up so that way the truck hits it and they shoot it and it explodes so i and i was reading about this um okay so like they it explodes and it like pulls up right next to a water tower and apparently that water tower was supposed to be there to give like a plausible reason for Rusty to survive if they were to do that. Apparently it cost them a hundred thousand dollars to get that water tower there. And it and doesn't even end even up in the movie. That yeah. Take. Wow. So, and then after this, it cuts to them in the hospital getting taken care of. Um, and then they see them bringing Rusty now into the hospital and they're trying to do CPR on They're him. doing really bad CPR. Yeah. They're well, doing the breaths at the same time as the chest compression. So that's not how CPR works. No. And Rusty now appears to die. His yeah. hand just kind of falls off to the side and he's a limp. So in all of those, basically, Rusty now dies. Um, except in the one that we get. Except in the one we get, which makes sense because then they go on to do sequels. Exactly, yeah. So yeah, a lot of uh, extra shit there for this movie. Mm -hmm. That that ending went through a lot of different iterations. It was kind of surprising how much. Yeah, they did I, with like them. I wasn't expect. I was expecting maybe slightly extended or whatever. I wasn't expecting major differences. Yeah, I wasn't either. Like even to the point where like, and here's the storyboard for other shit that we mm -hmm. had in mind too. And I love the way that they shot the storyboard. Like they even had like panning cameras and zooms and shit like yeah. that on the panels. It was really cool. Yeah. Uh, okay, so how do you feel about? the movie after talking about it i i still think it's an eight still think eight it's an eight right yeah okay it's a good time i really enjoy <clears throat> it it's not perfect but no it's i love it <laughs> okay i'm keeping my nine five because i i love this movie it's really really well done it's a super tense movie it's a great it's original you know what i mean like first slasher movie it's like a breath of fresh air especially in a time when people shit on slashers yeah like i think it's a really strong slasher from that decade so I think Talia gives this a nine. Okay. She would have given it a 10, but the ice truck got demolished and you know she loves ice. She loves ice. She loves ice. She loves joyrides too. Yeah, exactly. Not the, not the kind where you do illegal shit, mm -hmm. but the kind where you just go have fun in a car. Yeah, she wants to drive as fast as possible. She hates stop signs and slow traffic. Yeah, she does. And Zoe had multiple oh. explosions, deleted scene explosions. She was curled up in my lap, purring, enjoying herself the entire time. She loved it. She had a great time with it. All right. Who did you relate to? Um, I guess I probably related to Charlotte because I didn't ask for any of the endings I got. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm not mad about them. I'm sure Charlotte's mad. but um, Oh, yeah. She's furious. Yeah. You know, I just I was caught off guard by all of it. <laughs> okay, I relate to Fuller whenever he sees a relative after some time and be like, "You're you're taller than me now," because <laughs> that happens to a lot of people, <laughs> especially my nephew. He's like way taller than me now. Oh, he's your cousin. Oh yeah, my cousin. Shit, no, none of my nephews are no. Um, dream sequel. We we get a good sequel for this. I know, honestly, but usually we come up with a different. Sequel we got yeah, we gotta do. I do love the sequel we get. <laughs> we do, but, but let's figure something else out. Okay. All right. Um, do we have Rusty now again? Does it follow oh, the? Yeah. Let's, let's do something with these guys again. All right. Okay. So, um, do we make it another like cross country on a road 
type deal or no, i think he has found them in their hometown on their break yes um they're in new jersey so you don't have to find an excuse to have a semi you don't have to find an excuse to find a semi anywhere but... no no yeah all right so he's found them it's gonna take place in one location yeah um let's see i wonder if maybe like hmm Somehow walkie-talkies are involved in some way, shape, or form. That way we still have, like, that little bit. We have, like, the proximity thing. Um. Okay, so they, um, maybe it's, like, summer. Like, uh, school break, summer. Lewis and Venna are back at home for mm-hmm. summer, and he has a job in a warehouse. He has a job in a warehouse. Venna, perhaps, um, has a younger cousin <laughs> or a sibling or something and is babysitting because they have a baby. Yes, okay. And so we get... Weird interference with the baby monitor. Yes, that would be fucking awesome. Yeah. Candy cane coming from the bed. Oh yeah, my God, yes. that would be amazing. Yes. I love that idea. Okay. Fuller, he's kind of like stuck around. Him and his dad have, you know, mm-hmm. mended the relationship. They're now bubbies. Yeah. Maybe they're, maybe he's taken <laughs> Fuller on as an apprentice because he's a plumber. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they're doing plumbing mm-hmm, together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. So he's doing that. Um, and maybe they communicate through radio too so like he's yeah. able to like hop on all these channels and like they both that's how they know because like at their respective jobs they keep getting like they hear somebody going candy cane yeah and then the yeah. onslaught continues yes i like it okay that's a really good setup yes. yeah yeah just there's no joy rides going on though no it's fine maybe he steals a car in this one, and he does the other definition of joyride in this. If Lewis is in a warehouse, I think you know what Rusty Nail is going to be driving. A forklift. Yes. A forklift simulator. Efficient way of killing. An efficient way of killing. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. New tagline. <laughs> um, he's fast. He's furious. He won't shut the truck up. He's fast, he's furious, he won't shut the truck. <laughs> God damn it, Jesse. <laughs> That's so stupid. He's fast, he's furious, he won't shut the truck. <laughs> you know, the more I think about that one, the more I kind of like it because of just how dumb it is. Okay, fine. Yay! Let's do it, okay. <clears throat> All right, time for reviews. Okay. All right, you got an inter- internet review? Am I really the first who will say this? This movie is a total crap. I'm sick of all those original ideas repeated over and over again, which together with the low budget and no idea for the plot lead to such a thing as Joyride. Of course, everything in the formula of a buddy teen movie. I don't know why I still believe I can see a decent thriller. Maybe one out of a hundred is worth watching. This one certainly isn't. I've just wasted one and a half hours of my life. In many opinions, you say that it's not original, logical, etc., but generally okay. What's okay here? Every single scene could be watched in other movies. For example, the trick with the gun in the door was used thousands of times. All of us can write such a plot. If you have no idea, just watch some episodes of some of the most stupid crime series and the mm-hmm. ideas will come. There are thousands of similar boring, stupid, cliche movies, so why the hell is this a thousand and one? So. Okay. I can understand that. Like, I mean, this movie doesn't necessarily have everything that is original, but I think the motivation, the premise, and the setup and everything kind of stands apart from all the other shit that we would get. Because what we had a lot before this was a lot of people in masks running around stabbing people. And what we're going to have after this is a lot of remakes. So this guy's going to be just really mad for the next decade. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah. Until a 24, maybe this probably is going to be an a 24 person. Yeah. So I, 
I mean, I don't know. I get it. I guess if you're pitch this as this being a super original movie, it would be kind of frustrating to watch like stuff that you can see coming. But we've said it before here several times that, you know, nothing has to be necessarily super original as long as it's well done. And I think this is a movie that's well done. That's how I feel, too. Yeah. I mean, there are parts of it that I'm sure are in many different movies or TV shows, but it's so well put together that it just makes it that much fun to watch. I don't need everything to be something I haven't seen before. Yeah, I don't need my mind blown every single time I want to watch something. Sometimes I just want to watch like a really tense, like, fun movie why do you think we spend all of december watching cheesy hallmark and netflix christmas movies yes that's they are all the same it's not peak cinema it's just it's just fun fun. sometimes you know sometimes that's what you need and honestly this movie delivers on scares and like tense moments so i mean i don't know like i understand maybe not being fully bought into the whole thing but i don't know i disagree myself but i respect anybody's opinion like that all right all right time for a listener reviews okay got a couple for this one we'll start off with instagram there we have cube saves who says i can't believe they made two more of these (laughs) i can and honestly i don't hate them i don't either actually and i can because this is like another thing mid-2000s direct to dvd sequels were the fucking thing back then because you had these you had the wrong turns tremors uh, tremors yes uh i'm sure there are many others that were going on during this time so um it fits right in with that but uh i mean if you have a strong first one yeah it's probably gonna go on to have like a couple sequels oh yeah Robert Tone says, great movie. Glad they went with Levine. Yes. Levine? Levine? I say Levine. Levine, okay. But um, I might be wrong. And a funny thing, you took a bathroom break while we were um, doing this recording, but I found out that he was also in Fast and Furious. Oh, really? Yeah, I have no idea who the he is. The only other thing I knew him from was Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, I he's uh, Buffalo Bill, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he is great in this. His voice is amazing. He does yeah. a good job of... Uh, he's part of the reason why Rusty Nell is creepy. Yeah. All right. Over on Twitter, Aquili Boob says, Candy Cane. Haha, <laughs> good movie that teaches you the outcome of fuck around, find out. <laughs> yeah. Maybe just not being an asshole to people for no reasons. It is like a good movie to learn that lesson to just, you know, yeah. be careful about, you know, fucking people over sometimes because you don't know what's going to happen. And uh, Kevy Kev says i've always kind of loved this movie 90s vibe check paul walker being awesome check steve zahn being awesome er check lily sabisky up and coming check great villain voicing and hiding from the audience to increase stress check 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 zahn lives around here too yes um i agree with all of those points that's what makes this movie really work for me i do too yeah and uh i could see this having like that 90s vibe to it i know that you say like it has that 2000s feel to you but um like i could see this right there on the precipice it really is yeah and like this cast these people right here really are a big reason why this movie is as effective as it is and that uh, that voice again that was awesome yes but that's it that's the last review i got all right anything else that's it all right um that's it for this week next week is actually the start of a new month yay yay Travis, do you want to tell the people what you've chosen to kick off December with? Yeah, I think that we are going to celebrate Christmas the Krampus way. We're going to be talking about Krampus. 
pay attention to our socials to see where it's streaming at the beginning of the month. Um, yeah, because I could change with it being December yeah. coming up here in a minute. Yeah, yeah. I'm fully anticipating uh, rights to switch over for multiple streaming platforms for the month of December. So, um, but we'll post that like we always do. Let's see. In the meantime, if you want to help us out, you can do so. Be like Mr. Meeseeks and several other fun people and like leave us a review. You can just rate us if that's simpler. You don't. I don't expect you to download an app to leave us a review, but if you want to, we'd, we'll definitely appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, re- uh, subscribing, reviewing, rating, all of those things tell the algorithms that we're worth listening to. Yes. Um, you can also support us via Patreon if you so choose to. We've got multiple tiers with different options. Um, different perks that come along with it, and you'd be joining cool kids such as Joe, Freakatron, as is his name, Amber, and Michael. Yes, we so really thank do. Thank you guys. Appreciate all you guys do for us. It's really awesome. Um, all right, I think that's it for November. But if you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Twitter and Blue Ski at Least Faith Pod. We have Instagram and Threads, Least Favorite Scary Movie Podcast. Facebook is Least Favorite Scary Movie, and our website, What's Your Least Favorite Scary Movie dot com. You can also reach us at our Gmail, least favorite scary movie at gmail.com. So send the shit there. Suggestions, thoughts, reviews, whatever you can talk to us here. Whatever you want to do, it's open. But uh, we are calling it for November, and we will see you guys in December, and we'll start to get a little bit more festive over there. Yay. And we're starting it off with Krampus. All right. All right. We will see you guys soon. Bye. Bye. Those jeans aren't really tall jeans either that he's got. Yeah, he's got your papa's jeans too. He's that next generation down. So That's he might, true. He, he could might. be. He could be.